It's Thirsty Thursday. Welcome to another edition of the Walkway Fight Club. It is Thursday, July the 29th, 2021. I'm Steven Mulehausen from DAZN, and yes, I'm happy. It's Thursday. I remember being in my single and free days. Thursday nights was party central. You named the trouble, we caused it. And good times. I don't mean getting into trouble per se, but kicking back some Pepsis, talking to some ladies. But now I'm a father of two, happily married, two dogs, no f- picket fence, but I do have a partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> but happy Thursday. What a week this has been. God, I just was looking at some numbers before we started, and guys are showing out. Really means a lot. Greatly appreciate Just looking at the week over week, we're smashing it, guys. Just absolutely smashing. It means a lot. Thank you guys so much. It means, oh, my God. I was so geeked and so excited looking at the numbers just a little bit ago. So, and having another good day today. So, I'm a numbers guy. It's how I, you determine growth. Are we going up? Are we going down? Are we staying? Are we staying even? I don't. I like even or up. Going down is never, never, never a good sign. But I want to thank you guys so much. It means a lot. It's greatly appreciated. Don't forget how to subscribe to the podcast. It's so simple, guys. Just hit that subscribe button. You go, bing. Subscribe, and you're set. That's all you gotta do. You'll get. It doesn't matter what podcasting platform: Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher. You know, there's like Podcast Addict. There's you know all these. Right now, we're very popular on Google Play. I I, I appreciate that. I thank you. I thank everyone for that, and all these apps I've never heard of. So. I want to thank you guys so much. It means a lot. Subscribe, rate, give the podcast five stars. I'm looking at all these reviews. I'm like, man, I'm like, you guys are just showing out here and leaving better than I expected in terms of the reviews. So make sure you guys keep doing that. Helps the podcast move up in the rankings. I hate doing all, saying all this nonsense. It's not nonsense, but I hate saying all this. I just want you guys to listen. But I want to thank everyone from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. Um, we did release... A very controversial podcast yesterday with Alberto El Patron, and he's wrestling this weekend out in Hidalgo, Texas, against Andrade and Carlito. I got a the feedback has been fair, you know, and I wasn't expecting it. Was was expecting something different. I didn't know what to expect. If I'm going to be honest about it, and. That was a hard one to do. I did it with good intentions because my view is you do, and this is just as a journalist, you do your job. That good, bad, or indifferent. And not everything is always going to be interviews like with Big E or with our guest today or with Jake Paul or, you know, things of that nature. You know, Eric Bischoff, who we had at the beginning of the week. 
And don't forget those podcasts are in the archives. Days it's hard, you know, but the one thing I learned when I studied to become a journalist is you be fair, you be impartial. You don't, you never be, you never slant your side. You don't show no bias, you, everything. I'm sh- Be straight down the middle. That's our job. Good, bad, or indifferent. And I don't know what happened in San Antonio, Texas. I wasn't there. Alberto knows. The the accused woman knows. The victim, however you want to. The woman accusing him. It's a rough one. And he... Whatever happens is going to happen. He goes on trial starting Monday. He says it's going to be dropped. We're going to find out. We're going to find out. <laughs> Let's see. Today's we're going to find out in three days. So we'll see what happens. But I did it. It was awkward. One of the more awkward. It's one of the more awkward interviews I've ever done. I've done some awkward ones, but that. Definitely in my top five in the last 11 years of doing this. So, kind of used to it by now. But but that is then. And this is now. We got an awesome, awesome kick-butt guest today. He headlines. One of the biggest fights of the year coming up on Saturday night from the Forum in Inglewood, California. The finals of the Bellator Featherweight Grand Prix. He challenges dual champion Patricio Purple for the featherweight title. AJ McKee does join us. I do want to say, give you a heads up. The first, like, 10 minutes or so, he's in the car. I'm going to put out the video tomorrow. The first, like, 10 minutes of this is, it's a little sketchy. It goes in and out a little bit on AJ's end. But then the last, like... Almost, we went almost 25 minutes. The last like 15 or so minutes, some really, really, all it was great stuff. So, but great to talk with AJ McKee. To me, the biggest fight in the history of Bellator. We'll get into that at the end of the podcast. But enough of me. You don't want to hear me. You want to hear the superstar, 17 and 0, 26 years old, 12 of those wins coming via stoppage, six. Knockouts, six submissions. Some call him the future. He feels his time is now. Here is AJ McKee. Hey, we talked to this kind gentleman. It's been a hot minute, and he's the biggest fight of his life coming up on Saturday, July the thirty-first from the from the Forum in Inglewood, California. You can catch it live and only on Showtime, getting at nine p.m. Eastern. It is the finale of the Bellator featherweight final. And it's the final the MMA world wants to see for the featherweight championship. He'll be challenging Patricio Pitbull Ferrari, the one and only AJ McKee. And we talked before the opening round and you told me you had envisioned this moment. You envisioned getting to the finals. You envisioned Pitbull would be the opponent. The moment is coming to call you Nostradamus, my friend. Yes, sir, man. Like I said, uh, Pitbull's been the man for quite some time, but uh, 
I'm looking forward to making an example out of him. I said it four for four, all finishes through the entire tournament. And uh, that's what I'm looking. Can you say that last part again, AJ? You cut out there, my friend. I said, I feel like it's just going to be uh, a great superstar. Um, everyone's kind of waiting. Everyone's just kind of waiting to see what happens, you know. So looking forward to going and finish. You know, you look at where are you driving right now? I, I see you, you drive. I see. I saw like a gas station. I see like some. I see some food places. Where are you driving right now? Um, I just got done meeting with my tailor, and now I'm going to see uh, my jeweler. What kind of jewelry are we buying? Ooh, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna ruin it for everybody, and you know, you look, you look at this fight and. To me, there's been a lot of big fights in Bellator. There's no doubt about it. It just something with this fight has just really captured a lot of people. Not even just inside the sport, but also outside of the sport. You see a lot of pub all over the place. What do you think that signifies to you? Um, man, it's 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 literally the 145 pound for pound best athlete in the world. Um, Patricio's accolades, my. Both of our achievements together, um, whether it's inside or outside of Bellator, man, there's not too many people that can come close to the things that we're doing. And um, I feel like that's what sets us kind of aside from everyone else, you know. Um, we're neck and neck for what the most finishes in Bellator. Um, having 17 fights in that organization and constantly calling his name, he's, he's been the reigning champ since I first stepped in that cage. So uh, I, I honestly feel like this is the biggest fight of the year. You know, no one is what, – what fight can – honestly, can you say it's bigger than this fight? This is one of Bellator's biggest fights ever. No, this is definitely the biggest fight of the year for Bellator. There is no – like you said, there is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And I was covering the broadcast on Friday night, and – you know, they showed the video of how hyping the fight and everything. And, and I had forgotten about this. And I thought it was quite interesting when you guys were doing this selection show. He avoided you like the plague. And we're just going to be honest with it. And I've said that to Patricio and I've said that to his team and they say that's not the case. And, and I know they're going to say that it is what it is. But looking back on it and you think about it now, you think he's been trying to do everything to avoid you up to this point in, in hopes of, you would trip up along the way. Definitely. Um, it, the, the selection was a big eye-opener, not for myself, but also for exposing him at his self. Um, I wanted to get the third or fourth pick, but something in my heart when I, when I drew number one, it reminded me, you are number one. This is your tournament. This is for your taking. You go out there, you get it. You put, you put the stamp on your career and, and, introduce the world to who you are um so when he switched and he put darian cardwell on my side and so forth um he put all the young guys all anything that he has an issue with wrestlers darian cardwell he doesn't want to see darian cardwell because he knows darian cardwell can take him down and hold him adam boris young up-and-comer not good on the ground not good wrestling but striking wise would give Patricio a problem. He put him already on my side. Um, 
after that, he switched Carvajal from Darian Cardwell to Carvajal to our side and left Derek Campos over there. Derek Campos was, man, he's a nitty-gritty fighter. Honestly, I feel like that was one of my hardest fights in the tournament. Why? Because at the end of the day, he's going to leave it all in that cage. So uh, realizing that and having him in the second round, um, man, that, that was my biggest test, I feel like, for me in that fight. And then obviously going through knee surgery after that fight, tearing my lateral collateral completely, um, recovering from that, and then fighting Darian Caldwell and finishing him as well. At that point, it just showed me, like, man, you're prepared. You're ready. I recovered through it all, and he's avoided me, you know? For 17 fights, I've been calling his name since the very beginning. My second, third, fourth, fifth fight, I knew I was ready. I wanted it. My father didn't think I was ready. Obviously, he, well, he knew I was ready, but he wanted it to be an easy fight. He didn't want it to be a fight where I go out there and I fight and I fight and I fight and and he's sitting on the edge of his chair saying, oh, shit. You know, he wants it to be a fight where it's going to be, where I go out there, I have fun, I wait for the opportunity to arise for him to expose himself. And when he does, I capitalize off that opportunity and I, and I, uh, I, I make an example of him. How's the knee feeling? Oh, the knee is great, man. That, that's the least of my worries at this moment. Um, we were scheduled to fight Darian Cardwell in June, and I was about last last year. Or was it this year? No, it was last year. Last year. Last, last year, June, and then COVID broke off. Um, I was about 70, about 75% healed up and ready. Um, but, I mean, it's a million dollars, and my world title's on the line. This is what I had been waiting for. So I was going to fight regardless. Um, then, obviously – COVID breaking off and then the fight getting moved to November, it was a blessing, you know, it was a blessing in disguise. Um, everything happens for a reason. And uh, for me, I just continued to fixate on getting better, getting healthy. And once I was healthy, I was already in shape because I had focused so much on getting back to hundred percent. So all the rehab, the weightlifting, just lightweight plyometrics and so forth, it, it revamped me times 10, you know, and I had to sit back and take a little break because my body was getting beat up a little bit from all of this work and obviously not having a fight date. Um, then fighting Darian Caldwell, man, it, it was fun. I knew how that fight was going to go. I told him how it was going to go. It was once again, just like Patricio Pitbull, weigh out your options. How do you want it? Either way, you can come get it exactly how you want it. So uh, he took the smart route you know he did what he did took me down and I submitted him it was that or he's knocked out on his feet so once again Patricio can take me down I'll get I don't even think I'll give him a takedown just because I don't respect him as a wrestler and that's no disrespect but he's a striker he's Brazilian he's got jiu-jitsu so if I've been wrestling my entire life. I, his, you know, my father's Antonio McKee, pioneer OG wrestler. He, he's not wrestling like any of the wrestlers that I have in my room. Joey Davis, four-time NCAA champ. So I don't really fear what he's going to bring to the table. It's, it's what is he going to do? You know, I'm, I'm waiting to see what he's going to do. You know, I try not to make too much of stare downs. I, you know, been covering this sport 11 years, it's really hard to gauge, really, to me, anything from a stare down. 
But it I seemed like watching. It seemed like watching that one you had in the cage with him. I could tell you were sizing him up, just looking at your eyes. You know, eyes are the seeing is believing type of mentality. Yes, what sir. What did you see at the moment? Because I, beyond the height, there were, I could tell a lot from just you two. And it, it wasn't long, but there was enough to see. The scary part is I saw fear. And any man that fears you is a problem. So when I saw that fear, it, it gave me I wouldn't say it gave me skills, but it gave me a sense of direction of, okay, he knows he's going to have his hands full with this fight. You know, I don't know what he feels he's going to bring to the table as a game plan, but he knows he's going to have a fight on his hands this fight. So um, me sensing that fear, that puts a different thought process in my head. You know, I'm not, I'm not a bully. I'm not an asshole. If I know I'm, I'm bigger, better, stronger, like, that's not what I'm gearing towards when I say I'm faster, I'm stronger, I'm younger. I'm gearing towards like, I know these are my advantages, but I know he's good at what he does. So I need to see what he's going to bring to the table to be able to make the adjustments properly to dismantle him of his tactics, his skill set. So um, I saw fear and that fear switched when I pissed him off. And I pissed him off a little bit, you know, and he he's trying to tell me, oh, you have to lose in order to be complete. OK, that sounds like you're judging me as a man and, and you are not God. So who are you to tell me who I am or what what I'm capable of? And that's where the, the word fear comes into play. He he fears something, you know, and uh, I just feel like he's 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 ready, man. He's ready for a way out. And I'm looking forward to giving him a way out. Have you ever been to the forum? Yeah, man, I, we made history with my father and I fighting on the uh, the card. I, That's I looked, right. I, I, left, I wrote my name up there on those red walls one day, um, becoming a champion in those red walls and being undefeated. Man, there's nothing but greats up there, so I, I wouldn't mind throwing my name up there with a 2021 on it. Did you go there as a kid with your dad? No. What? You never yeah. went there as a kid? What? Dude, I... I've been to like two Laker games in my life. One of them was Kobe. I believe it was Kobe's last game. Oh, wow. And yeah, that was it. That was the, the last last time I went with uh, who else? I believe LeBron was was he may have just had been recruited the, uh, the last okay. time. Wow. I thought you would have been to a ton of Laker games. Wow. I, I learned something new about you today. I was younger, I, I went to a couple, but it was all Staples Center, man. I'd never been to anything at the Forum. Lakers or Clippers fan? Lakers, dog. Rest in peace, Kobe. And LeBron, I, LeBron didn't pull through this year, but, hey. No. He, he didn't pull through. But I feel like it's, it's my time to shine and bring the title home to L.A. So, nothing's really popping off for L.A. this year. So, it's my time to put L.A. on my back and, and represent for us all. Well, you know, because I, I don't know – if you know who Sinisa Estrada is, uh, one of the top female boxers in the world, and she's a big-time Dodgers fan. Are you a Dodgers fan? Of course. So is she, and I made her a bet, and I told her that I'm a diehard. I'm based in Chicago. I'm diehard White Sox. Yeah, I was going to say, I see the Sox in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Diehard White Sox fan. Always have been, and we're going to kick the Dodgers butt this year. You're looking at the next, the, the 2021 world champions, world series champions, Mr. McKee. What are you talking about? 
Dodgers, I'm talking to you. The I'm Dodgers, talking to you, sir. The Dodgers. Oh, they're going to crush the Dodgers. Oh, th- th- there's no uh, doubt. There's no doubt. You see what we're doing without our two studs? Man. 21 games over 500? Come on. LA's magical. We can be behind all year and we'll still pull something out the butt. You got lucky last year. Let's let's just hey, Luck is called blessings to me. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong on that. You're de- but we'll see what happens. Because I'm telling you right now, when me and you talk next, when we, there's going to be like a World Series thing hanging up here, AJ. And it's going to be just for you, my friend. I'm going to remember that now. Oh, right here. <laughs> <laughs> Two more questions, AJ. And thank you so much for the time today. It's always appreciated. Uh-huh. And like, you know, the, the fight's been billed as the two best fighters in Bellator. You, the greatest fighter in the history of Bellator facing, facing the best young fighter in the sport today. You look at it when it's all said and done and you know, whoever wins. Does whoever win, should they be considered the greatest fighter in the history of the promotion? Hands down. Hands down. I, I would agree more. Uh, honestly, either way, at the moment, just his accolades and achievements alone, he should go down as one of the best. And I feel the best pound for pound. And Bellator's rankings are proper. Um, the fact me being kind of right there behind him and me being ranked at like seventh or sixth, um, it motivates me to go out there and whoop his ass even more just because, once again, I don't feel that if I'm fighting him, and that says that about our division and him as an athlete, that we're, we're the only two that have finished everybody in the tournament. So, uh, for me, I, I, I'm just looking forward to going out there and, and – whooping his ass one time for the one time and then hopefully two times for the two time and become champ champ myself and then really claim being not only the best fighter in Bellator, but one of the best 145 pounders in the world, because I don't feel anyone outside of our organization can deal with us, you know, not, not just him, you know, he'll hold his own against anyone top five in UFC, one FC, PFL, but, I'll walk through anyone and everyone. And that's the difference. You know, that's the difference. And that's what I'm looking forward to being able to do is unify these belts and let's test our skill set against other people. You know, I'll take this million dollars and put it up plus another half a mil cash money. What's up? A mil and a half. I'm sure Showtime will want to get in on it, throw a couple, couple mils on there too. Who knows? We'll see what happens. You know, I'm looking forward to, uh, switching over doing a little bit of boxing as well going to the muhammad ali act and uh see see where things take me man i i got i got a lot of things that i'm looking forward to doing oh yeah man boxing 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 definitely you know it's it's a different tactic i want to fight floyd i've constantly said it and it's not about fighting floyd to oh go out there and try to beat floyd it's just the respect of being able to share that moment with a great like him being the best at his sport, me being the best at my sport, and being able to share that moment with another professional athlete and, and both of our skill sets coming together, um, it'd be a great opportunity for me. And I, I, I would love to just share that moment with him. You know, I, I, I see why he doesn't want to fight anymore. And he's like, I'm not doing exhibition because you got these young little YouTubers who are hot trying to get their feet wet in anything physical, but they don't really respect him I feel like in what he has done for his sport so uh me coming from a different mental aspect than them um I'm looking forward to it and I, I feel like it's going to set me kind of aside from uh 
from any other athlete. And hopefully I can get that fight and, and make it happen one day. And obviously being the money man, man, it's going to, it's going to take me from a million dollars per fight and so forth to being able to make a really large substantial amount of money in my life. And I feel being undefeated and continuing this undefeated record um, until I'm done with this sport, man, a hundred mil is my goal to make per fight one day. I have I a three. You told me that. Yeah. I have a three-year-old brother, man. He's, He's doing he's doing arm bars at three. Like he's not gonna come in making fifteen hundred dollars and fifteen hundred dollars like I did. I'm already a second generation fighter. He'll be third, fourth generation fighter. So um man, he he'll be making close to a mil probably within his time, easy third, fourth, fifth fight, you know. And I'm looking for the sport to evolve to that, but it's gonna take one athlete to come in and change the game and be able to set their self aside from other athletes. And um, I honestly feel in my heart, I'm that athlete, you know, Khabib did it, but he was not as entertaining as I am. You know, it, it is what it is. You know, people love him and some people hate him. If you hate me, you're just the altogether hater and you need to stop sipping hater aid. So, you know what I mean? For me, it's just be the people's champ, you know, give them what they want knockouts everyone wants to knock out everybody wants to finish so uh giving them what they want speaking articulate giving the promotion what they want and just being the poster boy for everyone that that's where i've kind of i'm starting to change my uh my aspect and my path and my fight career are you not a fan of the paul brothers no i'm a fan of them man i, I love the fact that they're coming over into the boxing world and what they're doing they're exposing mixed martial arts for, for certain things in the fight game that a lot of fighters have problems with, but they don't speak upon it. Why? Because it's not the money that we care about. You know, at the end of the day, we just want to be the best athletes. We want to be the best inside and outside of the cage. It's the accolade of being the best and being able to say I'm that superior athlete. And I feel like every other athlete in any other professional sport, that's why they respect us so much because they know, they know as well, what goes on inside the fight game but at the end of the day we're still going to do what we do and that's and that's fight you know because that's all we've done since since day one you know coming from dirt all the way up like we fight you know at the end of the day we're gonna fight whether i got a broke hand whether it's for 1500 and 1500 i'm gonna fight even though coming in i know i'm worth 15 20 grand 50 grand but i'm not worried about it I'm going to do what I need to do. I'm going to take the long route and I'm going to, I'm going to do things that they cannot deny. And at the end of the at the end of the day, they cannot deny greatness and they cannot deny that out of 17 fights, I have 12 finishes and I'm going to finish Patricio Pitbull. So getting that achievement, getting that accolade, man, that's a, a big, a big step into stardom and pretty much just showing the, the fight world who I am. Well, and with this, what would it mean not just to win the million dollars, because we know that it's life-changing money. But what would it mean to you to become the Bellator featherweight champion? Man, it's going to be surreal. Um, just living up to my father's legacy. Um, you know, I, I look at my dad's poster on, on our wall at his house every day. He's got his world title, and then we have a hand-painted picture of myself, and there's no world title yet. So continuing the legacy, the tradition of being a champion, it's in my blood. It's I'm destined for this, you know, and knowing that in my heart, um, 
this is the time, man. This is the time to go get it and put it all on the line. 25 years, you know, 20, 21 years of training from being four years old wrestling up until now. Um, this, it, this is what I've worked for. This is the moment that I dreamed of. And this is the moment where I become a world champion. He challenges Patricio Pitbull for the Bellator Featherweight title with the winner winning a million dollars coming up to end the great month of July, July 31st from the form in Inglewood, California. You can catch that live and only on Showtime beginning at 9 p.m. Eastern. Mr. A.J. McKee, it's been too long, my friend. Congratulations. I'm excited. Congratulations because of the jewelry. I'm excited for you. And that's not even my money. I need some good jewelry. I just have like Movado watches. You're going to get something a whole lot better than a Movado. Shout out to Sport Watch Club, man. They, they hooked me up. You know what I mean? I got a bust down Roly. I got the more elegant Roly, the daytime. And, uh... Who knows? Your boy going to pull out a bust down Petit Philippe maybe for this fight, you know, just to just to show him like I got a half a mil on my wrist, man. Like we're doing it out here. Like I got a circle that believes in me so much, man. They want me to shine like the star that I am. And now it's my time to go and shine. And uh, that's what we all look forward to, man, is me is me dealing with the pressure like any other diamond. You know, we, we deal with pressure. Great. And that's how we are created. So I'm looking forward to it, man. I, I love it. I can't wait to see the bling. They're in fight week next week, AJ. The best of luck. Bring home that victory and can't wait to talk to you again. A million dollars richer and a world championship around your waist. Yes, sir. Cash money. Thank you. I appreciate your time and appreciate you for having me. All right. Thank you, AJ. Talk soon, bud. Likewise. A huge thank you to AJ McKee as he headlines. Saturdays, Bellator 263 from the form in Inglewood, California. And you can catch that live and exclusively on Showtime, 9 Eastern, 8 Central, 6 Pacific. The finals of the Featherweight Grand Prix. He challenges dual champions Patricio Pitbull for the Featherweight Championship. I said at the beginning of the podcast, the biggest fight in Bellator history. And Bellator has a lot of big fights. You know, you... Both Michael Chandler, Eddie Alvarez fights. Two of the best fights I've ever seen. You know, and then you had, but then you had big tentpole fights, you know, to help try to get Bellator more notice. He had like Fedor and Chael Sonnen. You had Ken Shamrock and Kimbo Slice. Ken Shamrock and Hoist Gracie. You know, you had the thing with Tito Ortiz and Stefan Bonner. You know, but if you look at this stage of the game where Patricio is at, where AJ McKee's at, you can make the case Patricio Pitbull is the best featherweight in the world. You make that case. Is it Alexander Volkanovsky? I think right now it is Patricio Pitbull. Look at look in his resume and look at what he's done up to this point. And I think the argument is there. He's finishing people. This isn't a thing where he's squeaking by. There's no controversy in his wins. You look at controversy with Volkanovsky's second fight with Max Holloway. There was people that felt Max Holloway won. You know, I know there's going to be title defenses here and there that aren't always biscuits and gravy. 
but you're only your first title defense in, and you're already squeaking by. Maybe Volkanovski goes out at UFC 266 and wipes out Brian Ortega, and this is a mute conversation. But we shall see. We shall see. It's, but I think it's going to be very, very interesting. But you look at look at AJ McKee. He's undefeated. He's 17 and 0. 12, 12 of those wins coming inside the distance. You get what Pitbull's done. 32 and 4. 23 of those wins via stoppage. That's some pretty good percentages, guys. Let's just regardless if you like either guy. They want to close the show. They want to put on a show. They want to show why they're the best. And I think this is going to prove a lot for Bellator. You know, and I give Bellator credit. And there's times where I am very negative on Bellator. And a lot of the time, it's rightfully deserved. But for this fight, they're going all out here. You got Pitbull and AJ doing media all over the place. I'll be honest, I'm shocked they talked to me. Because I work for the Zone. And check out my feature on AJ McKee. Go to thezone.com forward slash news. I was pleasantly surprised when the PR was like, yeah, let's rock and roll. And no hard feelings, which was good. And I'll, as much as I'll say about it, but that was, that was really cool. And the fact that water under the bridge partnership didn't work. It's okay. Every, everyone moves on and we call it a day. You know, by seeing stuff like the AP, Yahoo, Yahoo doesn't do, a lot cover a lot of Bellator. The AP doesn't. Sports Illustrated doesn't. This fight's getting a lot of hype. And you could feel it. It's one of those things you know when it's a big fight. When it has that big fight feeling. We're only at Thursday. I know they they were meeting this afternoon at a press conference. Which I think is just gonna be starting as we're recording this. So I'll have to see if I can catch some videos on Twitter or watch the whole press conference later. But the resumes speak for themselves. Look at what Pitbull's on a heck of a run. Dual champion. The champ, the second champ champ in the history of Bellator. So a lot of a lot of differences. Bellator is in better I think Bellator is in better footing now. It was an awkward partnership with the Zona Machina. And we, we, they promoted it, but it, it, for what Bellator needed, Bellator wasn't established enough. And I think now they got a good home. Showtime's owned by Viacom. I'm not the world's biggest fan of premium cable, but you know, you could also say, look how successful, successful HBO was. Look at what Showtime's and their boxing stuff starting to viewership is starting to move up in terms of their boxing which is good to see. So, my whole thing is, if, and this is the whole thing, and well, it is what it is. They should be doing this for every big show. Cyborg title defenses. She's a star. People you view that can be a star, be superstars, Go all out in your promotion. Show us what it's worth. 
There's a lot of value in Chris Cyborg. There's a lot of value in this title fight coming up on Saturday. The winner is the best featherweight in the world. I already think Patricio Pitbull is the best featherweight in the world. You know, and doing the Grand Prix really helped establish both guys. Tournaments can be good. In this instance, it's very good. We've seen how good both guys have looked here. Each guy's finished off three fights to get here. You got that story. You got the story of, you know, and I I think Pitbull did everything he could to avoid McKee to, to he didn't want him. He didn't want him in round one. He didn't want him in round two. He didn't want him in round three. He wanted to see if he can get to the finals. He had control. Being the champion, he could kind of, he could pick the region he was in, and that's just intelligent. That was smart. Smart by him. Avoid the path of the le- to the least resistance for as long as you can. He knew. I think in the back of his mind, he knew this is the guy I'm going to face. Make it bigger, and now the fight is bigger. I don't, I don't think the fight would have been as big if this fight took place in the first round or even the second round. Now it's everything's on the line, a million dollars. It's the finals. And the winner is the best featherweight in the world. That isn't so bad. It's really not. It's not bad at all. What would you do with a million dollars? I got no idea. Put it away. Pay off my house. My houses. Pay off my cars. And the rest goes away from my children. That's exactly what I would do. It's not a bad idea. (laughs) But... It's going to be an awesome, 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 awesome fight. One I've been looking forward to for a long, long time. It's hard to, and people ask me, who are you picking? I think Pitbull's been a little edgy this week. There's some audio I've seen, video I've seen. AJ McKee is happy. He's loose. He's relaxed. I'm going with the 26-year-old from California. A.J. McKee wins. He stops Patricio Pitbull and becomes the winner of the Grand Prix, the winner of a million dollars, the best featherweight in the world, but he is also the Bellator featherweight champion. Well, no, A.J. was great, though, when he was talking about jewelry <laughs> and watches. And, and my best watch is a Movado. He's going to buy some thousands of dollars watch. That's that Bellator money. I need to get me some of that big money. I'm kidding. That big money's coming. Coming, coming. Big things popping. Do, 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 do. <laughs> but <laughs> thank you to AJ McKee. I want to thank Bellator as well. Bellator PR rocking it for me. They were fantastic in setting this up. It was definitely greatly appreciated. Don't forget, next week, and I said this on the podcast yesterday, next week, already stacked. Future Hall of Famer, the man who set the bar for high flying in pro wrestling, the legendary Rey Mysterio. I didn't know if to call him Rey Mysterio Jr. I just called him Rey Mysterio. 
We kind of just went into the interview. We didn't even do like a – I always like doing like a 3-2-1. We didn't do that. We just kind of went into it. We were shooting the crap for a few minutes, and then I was like, crap, we already hit record, so let's rock and roll. So, But, no, a great chat with Ray. Really looking forward. A unique partnership he's involved with right now with Victoria Beer. So we're going to talk about the, the contest, which I think is fantastic. We talk about him working with John Cena. He during Cena's doing a bunch of house shows in this like five six week time period that he's back with WWE, and he's doing the house show loop with teaming with Rey Mysterio and and Mysterio's son Dominic against Roman Reigns and the Usos. So I think very cool. Ask his thoughts on John Cena. We ended up talking a little bit then about The Rock. How he's viewing right now everything with Dominic, where Dominic's at year to year, his first full year in the business. And I thought interesting comments. I asked him about the Usos because a lot of people felt like that title switch should not have happened at Money in the Bank. And I have, when that initially went down, I didn't agree with it either. But after listening to Rey Mysterio's answer, Rey Mysterio changed my mind on their situation with the Usos. So what he said I thought was very poignant and it made a lot of sense and I thought he was 110% right. So I do agree with that 100%. So a big thank you to Rey Mysterio. We also got, this one's going to be awesome. I was supposed to do it today, but I had to switch it to tomorrow. Former NFL All-Pro one of the greats, number 56 from the San Diego Chargers. Lights out, Sean Merriman. He's got his own lights out promotion, mix, martial arts. They return next weekend. I'm going to talk to Sean Merriman. We're going to talk some MMA. We're going to talk about the Chargers. Your best bet we're talking about football. If I'm getting 20, 25 minutes with Sean Merriman, I'm talking a little football. But that's going to be some fun. I'm really looking forward. I've never talked to Sean Merriman, so the PR handling the event is great. So be good to talk to number 56 from the San Diego Chargers. Always one of my favorites when I was in high school. So definitely be good to talk with Sean Merriman. Also, Rory McDonald, the Red King. Bellator playoffs coming up in a couple weeks down at the Hard Rock. In Hollywood, Florida, you can catch that on ESPN and ESPN, ESPN, ESPN2, and ESPN+. Plus. A very intriguing matchup to begin the semifinals as Rory McDonald faces off with Ray Cooper the third. Very interesting fight. I want to talk about that. The screw job in the Gleason-Tebow fight. My God, that was one... It's just like that fight set off like a series of like horrible scoring in combat sports. I'm going to talk to Rory about that. How he over, how do you overcome that horrific of judging? You know, some fighters, it affects them. So we'll talk to Rory about that and a whole lot more. I'm working on one more for next week. I'm hoping I can get it. I'm thinking I can. If I can, guys. Oh, it's going to be a doozy. I promise. I promise. I try not to promise too much, but if I can land this one, it's a good, it's a goodie. I'm trying. Hopefully, I will have news on there for you guys 
by the time we reconvene on Monday with Ray Mysterio. But there'll be no podcast for Friday. We will be back on Monday with the great Ray Mysterio. Don't forget, guys, subscribe. Best thing you could do, subscribe, download the podcast. It's simple. Just type in Walkway to Fight Club, and there it is. You name it, we've talked to him. We've got Jake Paul, Eric Bischoff. We got Drew McIntyre, John Moxley, the Young Bucks, Bailey, um, Biggie, TJ Dillashaw, Misha Tate, Kamara Usman, the UFC welterweight champion. This interview with AJ McKee. Guys, it's only we're only getting started. Tons of goodies in the archives. Make sure you guys subscribe. We're available everywhere. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeart, Odyssey, Radio.com, you name it, we're there. Just make sure you subscribe. Hit that subscribe button and the download button. Leave a nice, kind review. Leave a rate a rate us good, rate five stars. A four or five always helps, guys. So a four or five stars definitely helps the podcast move up in the ranking. So make sure you guys are doing that. And if you have time, I know it's hard to leave a review, but if you guys can just leave a nice, kind review, even if we, I suck. Say I suck, and this is why. <laughs> Any, anything you guys want to do on that, it's always appreciated. Thank you guys so much. Big thank you from AJ McKee, and a special thanks to the Bellator PR team for setting that up. This is Steven Mielhausen. I want you guys to have a nice, happy, and safe weekend. Enjoy a lot of good combat sports. we got AJ McKee. Patricio Pitbull, Matchroom Boxing's Fight Camp, which you can catch on DAZN starting on Saturday. An interesting UFC with Sean Strickland and Uriah Hall in the main event. Winner moves into the top 10 and closer to a middleweight title shot against Israel Adesanya. This is Stephen Milhausen. I will talk to you guys on Monday. Peace. I'm out of here.